So welcome to Learning Objective 2, and in this session we're going to look at project life cycles. We're going to look at um, what a linear life cycle is, and what the, state, the phases of that life cycle are. We're going to look at uh, the phases of an iterative project life cycle. We're going to look at what a hybrid life cycle looks like, and we're going to um, look at what the definition of an extended project life cycle is. So if we sort of think about what is a life cycle, and it's defined as a framework comprising of a high-level set of distinct phases or stages required to transform an idea from a concept into reality. Uh, and that's done in a structured and efficient manner. So think of this as a journey. You know, at the beginning of the project, somebody has an idea or there's a need and the project life cycle develops that right the way through to a tangible output at the end. So somebody has a need perhaps of a, of a larger accommodation, and at the end of the journey, somebody has a larger house or a larger factory for use. Um, why do we bother to break a project down um, and have a standard life cycle that's structured? And there are a number of answers to this, but one of the key things is it supports something called governance, in other words, management control. So this ensures that a project proceeds at a regular, measured pace, that it has gates, go-no decision points through the life cycle to ensure that the project doesn't proceed uh, and become out of control. So only viable projects continue through the life cycle. Um, there are... Um, three kind of layers to the life cycle, if you like. Uh, the project life cycle itself takes the initial idea from the sort of concept phase to the point where the outputs or the products are handed over to those who are going to use them. So that would be the, the more narrow project life cycle. The extended project life cycle then adds to that life cycle the period over which the benefits are realised. And then the product life cycle goes even further and takes you beyond the extended life cycle into the period where the deliverables are, are retired from life. So this could be the, if it's a, something like a, 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 a submarine, then we finish with it and we may scrap it or we may sell it on to another nation. Um, if it's a uh, power station, we use it for 30 or 50 years. And then finally, we turn the site back into a brownfield site. So the product life cycle, quite important for whole life costings, cost of ownership, but the project life cycle is the one that the project manager is primarily focused on. Uh, the phases of, of the life cycle um, are described in various ways. So we could say that we start up the project, we plan the project, we deliver the project, and we close the project. The APM use um, a different terminology. So the concept phase is you're starting up, so this is where the business case is written, a high level set of requirements are put together, a sponsor is employed to look after and own the project uh, over its life cycle. The definition phase, planning if you like, this is where the project management plan is created, this is where the, the requirements are further defined, this is where all the project controls are put in place. The deployment phase, or if you prefer, the implementation or delivery phase, this is where the products are produced. And we could say that this is, although a management phase, this is, uh, consists of a number of technical stages or sub-phases. So typically here you could have a design, you could have manufacture, you could have test. 
depending on the type of organization. And then the last phase in the project life cycle is the transition phase. So this includes handing over the goods, closing the project down, and making sure that that, that, that is done smoothly. Then we start to use the product. And this is the period over which we start to realize the benefits. We're operating it. And then finally, the last step, the, the bit that makes it the product life cycle, is where we uh, terminate or dispose of the final product, the cradle-to-grave approach. Through the life cycle, there are different reviews, which we will look at. So what I'd like you to do is to go and have a look in the, uh, the ProVec book for the foundation course and have a look in a bit more detail at each of the phases. You know, what are the inputs? What are the outputs? What takes place in each of those? Who does what? So make sure you really get to grips with this so you've got an understanding of the life cycle and maybe also compare the APM um, process with the one that your own organization has. Um, be interesting to compare that. And uh, if you have, you know, multiple stages, many more, you might find that some of those stages fit into one or more of the phases of the APM's model. But worth just sort of considering what you've got and also what the APM suggest is best practice. Um, so there are different types of life cycles, clearly, um, but we could sort of break them down into three. We could say at one end of the spectrum, we've got this thing called the linear life cycle. So this is for really traditional types of projects where you, you know quite a lot up front. You can fix your requirements. And the idea here is that you go through each phase of the life cycle in a single pass. You don't go back round. You just go through it in one long journey. Um, and this works well when you've got a good understanding of what you're trying to do, uh, when the environment of the project is stable. Um, large projects really like this. You know, you're building an aircraft carrier or a power station. Then a linear life cycle is, is generally what we've done there. Some projects, however, aren't suitable for a linear life cycle. So this may be where uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the project, where there's uh, fast-moving technology, emerging technology, or perhaps um, stakeholders and users who aren't quite clear about what they want. So this is where we need to have an iterative approach. So in, in the linear life cycle, you would pass through one phase at a time and never go back through that same phase again. The iterative life cycle is slightly different to that. This is where we would maybe go through uh, a number of times each phase so that we gradually understand the project and the solution emerges from a constant feedback loop. So um, an example here would be a prototype. So here's a team, we're developing a new product, let's say an electronic product or something, and we develop a prototype and we put it into the hands of the users and they start to use it and they say, well, it's great, but I re really wish it had this feature. And I don't find I use that feature very much. I thought I wanted that, but I don't. But I now know that I want this and I hadn't thought of that. So this then goes back to the developer. The developer then starts to build that in and pass it back to the users who then say, this is better now, but I still want this. Um, I was reading an article recently where a famous guitar player wanted his dream guitar built by a, a, fa a famous guitar company. And so they would 
knock one up, literally, with certain features. They'd give it to him. He would play it in the studio. He'd send it back to them. They'd change the design. And this would go on until, gradually, he got close to his what he imagined to be his, his dream guitar. So that's an example of a, an iterative approach. Um, you may have come across the words agile um, or uh, DSDM. Um, and they, they basically are, are, are structured around the use of an iterative life cycle. Um, I recommend that you um, have a look in the Provec um, Foundation book and you understand the words used for the phases of the iterative life cycle. Um, these may be questioned in the exam. So make sure you learn the phases of the linear life cycle. Make sure you learn the phases of the iterative life cycle. So on one end, we've got this linear life cycle, sort of, you know, for stable projects, very traditional. On the other hand, we've got this very fast, reactive, iterative life cycle where the, the solution is emerging through a series of iterations or repeats. And somewhere in the middle, we've got this hybrid life cycle. So this is about using perhaps the linear life cycle, but one or more of the phases, normally in the deployment phase, we use the um, iterative method. So this could be a very big project building a, I don't know, an aircraft carrier or, or a power station, but development of some of the technology would benefit from an agile type approach. So this is really what we call the hybrid. Um, it, it takes the best of both parts and designs it so that it meets the needs of this specific project. The extended life cycle, we talked about this a little earlier, but this is the, this is the product life cycle plus the period of time over which the benefits are realized. So the benefits of a project normally are realized once the project has been handed over. So we build something, we give it to the users, they start to use it and the benefits start to accrue. So clearly, over this period of time, we need to measure the benefits, have a plan to make sure you know, we've got the right people measuring the benefits. The sponsor of the project, the owner of the project, from the business perspective, is accountable for the realization of benefits, but they may delegate uh, that down to uh, benefits owners. So for example, let's say the project is delivering new processes new manufacturing processes. Um, they are rolled out, but who's going to ensure they're embedded? Who's going to ensure that people are following those and using those new processes? And who's going to check that we're actually getting the benefits of faster production, for example? And that may be rolled out to people like departmental managers or production managers who will be tasked as being benefits owners who both embed it and also feed back to the organization of whether actually we are realizing those benefits. Um, some benefits, it must be said, for some projects are delivered within the project. So we may have a big project to change a whole range of things, but we may have some early wins. So it may be possible in some projects to have some benefits accruing within the project. But generally speaking, they take place once the product has been handed over. 